Cryptids and Milfs. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Ella. And you are entering the sovereign country of Scully Nation, where the flashlights are flickery and the blazers are boxy. This is an X-Files Rewatch podcast. We are your hosts watching the X-Files. You are listening to us talk about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is my first time watching. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, was that different? Um, I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I am the other co-host, and mm-hmm. this is my fourth time watching The X-Files. So I know. I know what happens. You know the secret. I know all the secrets. I don't know all the secrets, because well, I have forgotten many secrets. <laughs> but, that's fair. Um, you know the, the general outline of the secrets. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> um, well, tonight is an exciting night. Because we're we're crashing planes. We're we're welcoming back old friends and losing them. I'm not saying bye very quickly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all exciting. Um, we're talking about season four, episode seventeen, Tempest, Fugit. Sure. So, what caused this crash? If he was carrying fissile plutonium molder and it became exposed in the cabin, it very conceivably could have caused a crash. You want to know what I think, Scully? I'm going to tell you. I think Max was abducted, sucked right out of the store at 29,000 feet. The burns we're seeing result of that abduction. Mulder? And all the evidence will point to this conclusion, but it will be dismissed because of its improbability, its unthinkability. Mulder. The crash of Flight 549 will go unsolved unless we find a way to prove it. Okay. We had a, we had a, you know, a, a scuffle before the podcast started. We we're like, is it Fugit or is it Fugit? We, it came to blows. It I mean, came to blows. Um, but. And I think the determination was you can say it either way. Mm-hmm. But I took one side. Wait, that was my side, though, from the start. <laughs> Wait, so I won? I forgot what side I oh, took. Okay. I, I, was I switched sides. <gasps> I'm a double agent. Ooh, well, <laughs> happy to have you on the Tempest Fugit side. Um, I mean, this feels like the right episode for one of us to be a double agent. Nice. Double agent, man. Nice. That's my remix. That's cool, the song. cool. They play that in The Fugitive? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> okay. They might have. I don't they know. They might have. I don't know. <laughs> Anything's possible. I do not remember when that song came out. No one did. Probably. Somebody does. Probably someone. But not me. Come on. Not me. I know you know when that song That's came out. That's one secret that I don't know. Okay. when that song came out. Keep your secrets. I will. But don't keep your secrets about Tempest Fugit, because I would okay. like to learn more about it. I will unveil some secrets for you. Thank you. This episode aired on March 16th, 1997. Uh, it is a three-week break from the last episode. Oh my goodness, what were they doing? I don't know. I, well, I was thinking that we just, we all had to, they wanted to give us time to decompress from unrequited. They're yeah. like, we were throwing a lot of heavy emotional stuff at the audience, so mm-hmm. we need time to just, you know, settle, yeah. think about it, you know, and come back fresh and new. Yeah. I mean, we were joking that Skinner, since he doesn't <laughs> appear in this episode, yes. even though it would have made sense for him to. Mm-hmm. Is probably just still at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, just staring in front of an American flag. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll talk about it later, but there is a command center and there is a very, you know, I don't know, commanding man mm-hmm. who it feels like Skinner should be trying to take this guy's spot, but mm-hmm. he's not here. So, yes, the only explanation possible is that he's... He's taking some he's, PTO. <laughs> he's considering America. And the PTO stands yeah. for patriotic time off. <laughs> Which we all get. 
and here in America, we all get oh. patriotic time off. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, checks out. All right. So this episode uh, was written by Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz and directed by Robbie Bowman. I don't like Robbie, but no. Bob, it's Bobby. Come I was on. trying it out, but I didn't like it while I was saying it. Yeah, I could hear that <laughs> so, in your voice. Bobby Bowman. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, this episode takes place in Northville, Fulton County, and Great Sacandaga. Sacandaga. Like, Sacandaga. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember how Skelly said it. I don't know. In New York State. Oh. Heard still, of it. Still not a new state. Just, yeah. uh, just um, pointing that out. As a still Kansas truther, <laughs> I'm a little upset that they have not been yet. But that's fine. We still got like ten more states to go. We have so many fields of corn. Do you know how many? I know how many crop circles you could have. I know. Disgusting. <laughs> it's flat. It's come flat. on. <laughs> Easy to set up the cameras mm-hmm. on that flat land. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. they never fall over. You exactly. Couldn't knock them over if you tried. And you've tried. Oh, have I tried? Yeah. Uh. All right. In a short plot synopsis. While celebrating Scully's birthday, Mulder learns of Max Fennig's death in a plane crash. I guess Scully was in the bathroom when that happened. She didn't find out about it. No, no, no. Yeah. What the agents soon discover is that the circumstances surrounding the crash may have been alien. I love how Scully's (laughs) birthday got a call out. (laughs) Yeah. It's like five minutes of the episode. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's crucial it's important i mean it is i suppose is it like a fan favorite or something i don't know probably right okay fair enough um well well shall we dive into the birthday cake meat of the episode uh i guess shouldn't it be plain like the the plane crashed meat yeah okay the the million different pieces of meat scattered across upstate new york um yes okay let's do it gross um oh god i gotta open my little notes now we open on the night sky the beautiful alienless night sky oh yeah uh we're flying somewhere over upstate new york there is a plane there's music we see the moon it's all exciting we get a cool like panning shot outside the plane which was kind of neat mm-hmm. um so we see the pilots we see all the people in first class everyone's just doing their thing um we go inside the plane and we see i don't know what we want to call this guy Bu- businessman yeah he's a businessman yeah yeah so there's some businessman he's flirting with the airline hostess he gets a drink and then as men of this type start doing he just starts talking at his poor hostaged seatmate mm-hmm. hostaged um uh, yeah, sure. captive captive yeah, seatmate mm-hmm. yeah who cannot get away uh which is not a unfamiliar sensation for him sadly mm-hmm. uh so he just starts talking about how much he hates flying you know da 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 whatever and we don't see who he's talking to for a while but slowly the camera does pan over and we do see somebody that we do recognize with a little prompting <laughs> but we do recognize eventually yep. it's max it is i did need some help yeah but you got there you yeah. got there i think he said this is someone you should recognize <laughs> Hey, I prompted you, and you did. I didn't have to prompt you more than that. Yeah, you got you. there. You got there. Well, I appreciate it. It's, yeah. It helps to to watch with someone who has a working brain. <laughs> sure, I will uh-huh. say he looks terrified. Yeah, he doesn't look good. No. He looks like he's had a, a rough couple of years. Yeah, yeah, which checks out. Yes. Um, 
and he's clearly like drowning out what the other man is talking about and is instead making very paranoid eye contact with another man on the plane who is a couple rows behind them. I don't know if this guy needs a name. I just call them the assassin. The assassin. Uh, so the assassin goes to the plane's bathroom and starts doing some weird shit with a pen where he's like taking apart the spring and stuff. And then we get some ominous music. So we know something's up. And then he has like this weird little, I think you called it a 3D printed gun, I mean, that's which what is it what looks it looks like. like. It's like a weird plastic, you know, what is it, zip gun or whatever they call them. It's like sure. just made of random parts and pieces. Um, obviously to get through security, but then suddenly the plane hits some very serious turbulence. Oh my god. Maybe. The the businessman does say, oh baby, and tries to save his drink. I love that guy. I just enjoyed that. Yeah. And he survived, so that's great. He probably, did? Probably not forever, but he, oh, he was the he one the... who was alive. Yeah. Oh, so. good for him. Good I for know. him. You know? All right. He'll live to bother more people on a plane exactly. another day. Should we add him to our cast of characters? <laughs> sure. Why D- not? Deeply burned businessman. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so the pilots clearly don't know what's happening, which is always a great sign. Uh, and everyone is freaking out and screaming. The lights suddenly go out. But then there is a bright spotlight outside the plane. Almost like a UFO or something. Uh-oh. That's fine. Max looks pretty alarmed. And he mm-hmm. stares at the light and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Credits. Max is getting abducted again? Out, out of a plane, for goodness sake. <laughs> he just came back. My lord. For the love of God. This guy cannot catch a break. Nope. They love Max. I guess. I mean, we all love Max. That's true. But Wait, is he... No, that doesn't make sense. I was going to ask if he was the father of all the hybrids, but there wouldn't be hybrids if <laughs> the human... No. Human women were, no. The, were the mothers and human men were the... Fathers. I mean, I guess they didn't try doing alien mothers and... Yeah. Maybe, maybe they are. Maybe, maybe they're, they're they on could be. the home planet. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. We also do need a team name for the aliens because we don't yeah. have one. Um, and if we're in season four. We need we need something. Hmm. We just call them the aliens, and that's not right. The Space Boys. Is there like a Beastie Boys? The <laughs> the something boys. Mm, I don't know enough about the Beastie Boys to. Yeah, um, I guess we already have the Backroom Boys too. So maybe yeah, that we would can't get confusing. We don't want to saturate the market with boys. Um, it, again, which is gender neutral, to be clear. Sure, sure, sure. Always. It's it's boy with an I. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, we don't have to come up with one right now, yeah. but just we have to think about it. Okay. We, st- we also still don't have a name for the Scoo Crew, which is also... <laughs> I, li- I like the Scoo Crew. I don't like the Scoo Crew. I think that's good. The Golden Trio. <clears throat> no, I know. One day. One I day. I know. We'll get to it. Maybe that's what Skinner's thinking about at the yeah. Veterans Memorial. He's not actually thinking about America at all. <laughs> he is just thinking about, what do I call me and my two most annoying <laughs> underlings? Yes. Um, I think this episode would be improved if, like, every, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, we just cut <laughs> Skinner just standing by the memorial silently. Yeah. Hands behind be his long. back. Yeah. Could, would it be funnier if it was silent or if we had a little bit of like you know snare drum and um brass <laughs> okay no no no, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. Amer- america music yeah that's better okay uh yes okay. i like that cool okay so just imagine that's happening every yeah. 10 minutes mm-hmm. okay okay well the credits are over we open at a very cool and happening bar yeah. in washington dc 
Um, one of the waiters is bringing in what looks like a snowball. I think it with a sparkler in it. Yeah, <laughs> like like the pink. Yes. Um, <clears throat> not not tw- a Twinkie snowball, equivalent. Yeah. It doesn't look very good, but you no. know that's fine. I guess they're they're like a bar. They're not a restaurant. Yeah. So you know, and Boulder probably paid them off to do the worst possible thing they could do. Probably feels right. So yes, yeah, so they're bringing in a snowball with a sparkler on it, and they are singing "Happy Birthday" to poor Scully. Who this does feel deeply right that Mulder is the type to tell the waiter that it's your birthday yes. and scully is the type to hate that it's right that's why they're good it's together right. <laughs> <laughs> you always need one person who thinks it's funny and one person who hates it yes in any relationship um i hate it mm-hmm. do you hate it yeah i would hate it for instigator? myself okay okay and i probably wouldn't instigate it oh no do we have to quit the podcast oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. well, we need a third co-host that is the instigator who loves telling everyone <laughs> about exactly. birthdays mm-hmm. okay um all right right. now accepting applications (laughs) okay um scully she's she's given Mulder the embarrassed evil eye i don't know the the annoyed but in a sweet way yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i don't know you sure um so they sing her happy birthday Mulder's like chewing on a straw like a like a hayseed this whole scene which is entertaining relatable um I think I couldn't quite hear because there was a lot of people singing, but I think when they got to the name, did Mulder say Special Agent Dana Catherine Scully? Okay, yeah, okay. He did. He <laughs> I did. couldn't quite tell. He did the whole thing. So that's fun. That's fun. And then at the end of the song, he's like, I didn't know it was your birthday, Scully, which is pretty funny, too. <laughs> Liar. He's a he's a jokester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they so Scully claims that um, Mulder hasn't remembered her birthday once in the four years they worked together, which I don't buy that. That feels fake. Do not buy that. I don't know about that. Also, wasn't there like a pre... I don't remember what episode this was in, but he was like, I I remembered your birthday this year. I think what so. What episode was that? Um, it was I like don't some remember. curse episode. Yeah, I remember that coming up. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. so fake. Yeah. Fake. But that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. There's also a woman at the bar staring at the Boo Crew during all of mm. this, but she doesn't look delighted by no. the song. By their antics. Or their antics at all. She's clearly not a Friday Night Weirdo. Nope. Hater's gonna hate. Uh, and Skelly also is, like, struggling to blow out the sparkler because it's a sparkler. Yes. Which is not, <laughs> not easy to blow out. Uh, but then Mulder does present her with a little wrapped box, and they joke about it being an alien implant. It's pretty funny. Uh, but when she opens it up, it is really an Apollo 11 keychain with what feels like a very generic message on the back. I don't know. Yeah. It was just like, yep, Apollo 11 happened. And Skelly is like clearly confused um, and maybe a little sarcastically says, I'm touched mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's an Apollo 11 keychain. What does that have to do with her? I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what the significance of that was. But but he mm-hmm. was like, Mildred was interrupted from his explanation. So, yeah. you know, there's a part two. So maybe we'll return to it. I hope so. When Scully is abducted again. And the only <laughs> thing left is the Apollo oh 11 teacher. It's going to be so annoying. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was that. That's probably what it is. And they will explain it. I was figuring it was either that or he like bought it at the FBI gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> right before he came. That is certainly possible. Yeah. We'll see. Know. We'll find out. Hmm. So they are interrupted from their lovely birthday celebration by that random woman walking up uh, and talking to them. Scully assumes that this is another bit that Mulder has cooked up, but it's not. Mm. Um, Can't believe this woman is interrupting this touching moment, this beautiful gift. (sighs) Like, this is is like the night of Scully's birthday, Mm -hmm. right? 
I think so. She's Probably spending, right? like the big day mm-hmm. with Mulder. Just saying. Oh. It's not um, like it's not like a work lunch on her no. birthday. You know what I mean? It's nighttime. It's nighttime. Yeah, she could be hanging out with like friends or whatever mm-hmm. if she had. Any. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she has her best friend and godson. <laughs> Hello, exactly. But and they, her cello playing friend. But they're not as important to her as Mulder, are they? No, I mean so. they suck. So that's true. <laughs> Well, she could be with her brother, Bill. Boo. Who we all love. love he left guy. town immediately. Yeah. He just came into town to yell at her and then he left. That's tr- typical. <laughs> Loser. Once he realized she wasn't immediately going to die, he was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was hoping to see it happen. <laughs> He's Whoa. a bad man. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Uh, that's definitely what he was doing canonically. Which, again, he also canonically hasn't shown up yet because that was true, a deleted scene. Yes. So, whatever. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so this woman, she introduces herself. Her name is Sharon and she, she's looking very nervous. She's on a different, uh, wavelength than these two. She is not celebrating. Mm-hmm. So she sits down at the table and she's very nervous. She's like, yeah, I followed you guys here. Um, I was supposed to find you if anything happened to my brother, if he didn't make it. And they're like, well, who is your brother? And she tells them that it's Max Fennig. And they're like, oh boy. Uh oh, it's time for Alien. Alien, alien, time. alien time. They, they alien look time. at each other and they say, oh, this is a mythology episode. Mm-hmm. And then we smash cut to the <laughs> credits again, even though we just had them. <laughs> that would be fun. I thought it was kind of weird, but mm-hmm. it was yeah. bold. It was bold. Yeah. yeah. It was a choice. Yeah. <laughs> what if the state, like, just like the doodly doodly doo played, like, every time something spooky happened? Like, they, like, <laughs> stared at the camera and that played... <laughs> I would I would appreciate yeah. that. Um it would be bad, but yeah. I would have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they haven't done a funny alien episode, but I guess that's what Jose Chung was. So yeah. they have. Yeah. They have. Um but anyway, so this is serious. Yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry. A man is dead, maybe. Oh missing. But I love Max. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, so she's saying that Max was on his way here to deliver something that the government would kill for, but his plane went down two hours ago. That's probably not good. How did she know about this? If the plane just went down two hours ago, because when they go to the task force, aren't they talking about how they haven't really released anything to the press yet? Yeah. Okay. I All don't right. know. It doesn't really matter. I, I guess just... you can't. They might not have like released specific information, but I guess you probably can't hide that a whole plane of 135 people crashed. Like, That's true. There were probably a lot of people who were waiting for people on that plane. That's true. Okay. So okay. I don't know. Okay. Or they might have even notified Next of Kin already. Although I don't know if they would have yet. I don't know. Well, how, they couldn't have because he was traveling under yeah. under an alias. No, you're right. So mm. but it doesn't matter. It gets the plot moving. Who cares? She knows. Let's move she on. She knows because she's in the know. Or maybe she she's is. working for the government. And she's evil. Maybe. Mm. Could be. Um, so that's fun. Let's go to Northville, New York in the wee hours. Mm. Uh, a large group is gathered in a room getting the lowdown from a man who is not Skinner, but is also bald. And this is... He has the same kind of vibes, too. He does. He does. This guy takes charge. I love this guy. Yeah. I don't know. He really grew on me as the <laughs> yeah, episode I like him went too. on. Um, what is his name? I don't know. <laughs> I called him Lewis in my notes for some reason, but... That's... Isn't that the other guy? Yeah, which it got weird. Um... <laughs> But I didn't know what his name was. What's his name? Uh, Agent Dad. Joe. Agent Dad. Agent Dad. Sure. Okay. I like that. Um, So what did you call him in your notes? Um, I called him Teacher. (laughs) Because at one point in a little bit, he like quiets down the classroom. 
Like a teacher. That feels... We could call him... Teacher dad. Prof. 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 The prof. The prof. I like that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the prof, who probably has a name, but I'm not clear. He obviously works for... What is the acronym for the... NTSB. NTSB. Thank you. The people that figure out what happened when commercial planes go down. And so he is giving this whole giant crew the lowdown on the situation that from the cold open. His name is Mike Miller. Uh, they, but I, I like Prof better. Do they ever say that? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. So the boo crew arrive and we uh, all learn that no survivors have been found of the 135 passengers and crew. And the camera does focus a little bit on a mustachioed man. So mm-hmm. we know he's going to be important. We're not sure in what way yet. And the professor, or sorry, the prof, has a tape of the last radio communication from the flight, and they play it, and, you know, in it we hear the pilots talking to ATC, it seems like it's all going okay until something weird happens, and then the pilots are like, what the hell is that? Mayday, mayday. Uh Which is not a good sign. That's all she wrote. So, the prof... He's oh boy. Sorry, he's taken charge of the command center. He's given out orders. He's telling people where to go. <clears throat> and then Mulder, you know he's got to do it. He interrupts even though they weren't even invited here, but <laughs> yeah, still why, how did they get in? I don't I know. I know they're FBI agents, but I mean, FBI agents can't just go anywhere, can they? I don't I don't know. They could have just shown up and by the time that I don't know. I feel like they could reasonably get into That's this. Fair. They're okay. FBI agents. Fair enough. So Mulder interrupts. He asks whether there is any evidence that the flight was forced down. And we get another mysterious shot of mustache guy. Um, the prof, he's like, no, there's no evidence of this. I don't know why, why you would think this. And Mulder's like, well, the reason is because there is a man on the plane called Max who is an, a multiple alien abductee. And everybody's like, oh, God. Spooky Mulder at it again. Mother- Wait, these aren't even FBI. Do, yeah. they, do they know Mulder's? I don't think the so. The prof didn't seem to, but. Yeah, they all okay. seemed surprised. So I don't think they knew his, his kind of stuff. Okay. It feels like the w- word would spread about him. At this point. He keeps going into <laughs> meetings he's not invited to and talking about aliens. So yeah. He- probably. You'd think, but. Yeah. But the prof is, he, he humors Mulder for longer than you know I have to give him props for it mm-hmm. he does humor him yeah uh, for longer than most people would he's clearly got an open mind um more than you would expect necessarily so yeah but that's why we that's why he's not the professor yeah he's the prof he's cool he yeah. he turns his chair around yeah, and sits in it and he wears jeans that's not his vibe either no it's not <laughs> it's not <laughs> no no not even a little bit he has the dad vibe yeah yeah he's a dad professor yeah um, but you know, uh, what am I saying? The, the, one of the guys who's there has the passenger manifest and it doesn't include Max Fennig. So he's like, this guy's a loser. And then Mulder's like, well, duh, the government wants to cover it up, bro. And then and they, they're like, we are the government. What are you talking about? <laughs> you are, don't you work for the FBI? Someone from the back screams. <laughs> Um, the prof is mad that Mulder's suggestion is trivializing this tragedy, and then he kind of sarcastically is like, if anyone finds Mr. Spock's phaser or green alien goo, we'll be sure to give you all the credit. And I did like that he referenced alien goo specifically. Yes. He could. He knows what Mulder's into just from yeah, looking at does. him. Yeah, he 
He did say um, Dr. Spock. Not did Mr. he really? Spock. Yeah. So he's oh. not, you can tell he's not a Star Trek fan. Wow. Yeah. Dr. Spock is a different person. Yes. I don't think Dr. Spock had a phaser. Yeah. Although, maybe. I didn't realize for a very long time that that's on, that it's just like a, a, a dude called Dr. Dr. Spock. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I thought it was a Star Trek thing for yeah. a very long time. One, one would. Yeah. But... Hmm. Oh, well. He, yeah. Didn't he have like the radical idea of like actually treating your children like humans was that him i think maybe okay maybe so well good for him yeah good for him yeah i i hope what if it was like he was actually like child abuse is great and i'm wrong probably not right i don't think so that sounds right yeah um scully also says to Mulder that he knows how to make a girl feel special on her birthday yeah i mean he is he's he's being himself yes yes she couldn't really expect anything less I also want to note, because it will be important later on in this episode, that the Prof and Mulder, they share some eye contact. Let's just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some... What kind of eye contact? We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. They mm-hmm. sort of smile at each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a little something. <laughs> They're is... like, mm. it's not exactly kindred spirit, but like we can right. have fun yeah. arguing. We can spar. Yeah. Yeah. A sp- yeah, a sparring partner. Thank there you, you. go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we go to the crash site. It's finally Dawn is starting to Dawn. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're doing all the grim shit that you do at a plane crash site. They're laying out the body bags of the corpses that they've found. They're pulling bits of plane out of puddles. There's a bunch of people wandering around processing the scene. I will say they they really clearly wore out their budget on this. This is quite an impressive set piece. Yeah, uh, if it, it felt like a, a movie. Yeah. I don't know. So it does it does look cool. Um, and the everyone else is wearing you know like face masks, safety equipment, bright outfits, and everything. And then the booker arrived, just like Vogue ready in their in their oh, fitted yeah. suits and. They're the talent. Beautiful hair. Come on. <laughs> it's true. Um, and so it seems like the plane was pretty much completely pulverized. Like, there's no giant fuselage left. It's, like, tiny bits and pieces yeah. spread over, like, a mile. It's pretty grim. And I think that the plane hit the ground at 300 miles per hour, which would explain that. It's pretty fast. What if you were just, like, a little squirrel in a tree <laughs> and a plane just landed Aww. on you? Um, well, you would be a squirrel no more. True. Yeah. Fair enough. So, I don't know, there's people going all over the place, there's helicopters, there's activity, activity, activity. Um, Scully comes up to Mulder and she says that they are so far attributing the crash to weather phenomena. When is it ever weather phenomena? Weather has never caused any trouble. It's no. all aliens. That and weather balloons. Yeah. <laughs> Anything weather related. Weather it's is not actually it. a government psyop. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you knew that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in shows like this. That's, it's never that the weather. It'd <laughs> yeah. be kind of funny if it was just like, yeah, it was lightning. I mean, unless it's a lightning episode. Unless it's like DPO. Mm. But that was the only time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they can't really ID most of these bodies. So they're wondering how they're ever going to find Max. Because there's a whole lot of disembodied arms and, you know, charred bodies. And it's looking pretty grim. Um, but then even if they do find Max, what exactly is that going to prove? And Mulder thinks that um, maybe the fact that killing one man was worth sacrificing 133 other people. 
So he thinks that he was killed or taken deliberately. Um, and then we do focus back in on Mustache Guy again, who has his his pal, um, Mustache Pal. <laughs> uh, mustache Accomplice? Mustache, I like that better, yeah. Okay. So he has his Mustache Accomplice, <clears throat> and they are sneakily and evilly uh, going around to a bunch of bodies. They do discover uh, the assassin's body and they pocket the 3D printed gun and then they use like acid to dissolve his fingerprints and face. So that's not that's not good. No. I think they're up to no good. Or they're really bad at their jobs. Oh. They're like, this is how you do it, right? <laughs> you remove any possibility oh. of identifying them. I didn't think. Yeah, maybe they got they got the briefing wrong. They're yeah. like, oh shoot. Oh, they said identify. Yeah, not disidentify. <laughs> I hate when I hear disidentify the bodies. <laughs> that sucks. This feels like a really weird thing for us to do, Jerry. <laughs> but I don't know. They want us to do it. Justice for mustache guy. We've just been. This is on us. This yeah. is our bias. We've just been assuming that they were up to no good. Mm-hmm. Was it never wow. assume malice when? stupidity is the better <laughs> what is that phrase i don't know oh, okay never attribute to malice what can be explained by ignorance or something okay. it's a phrase what is that from oh it's just i a think phrase. it's just like a thing okay, okay. people say it, but i don't remember how it goes so clearly you haven't said it <laughs> well this was my first time trying it and i've failed yeah that's fair that's fair spectacularly yeah that's fine oh well um so they're uh Oh my god, I have in my notes that they're up to no good, but that's... We don't know. So I take that back. They're doing something. They're doing something. Um, We go back to Mulder and Scully. Scully finds just just an arm in the water with a wristwatch, and Mulder finds one too. A separate watch, not a whole arm. Yes. Uh, And they compare, and it looks like both watches stopped at 8.01, but the official time of the crash is 7.52 p.m., so that's nine minutes difference. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little familiar. Nine mm-hmm. minutes time loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mulder, he switches gears immediately. He's like, you know what? I don't think we're going to find Max at all. I think he was definitely taken by aliens. Uh, but they are interrupted by that because somebody freaks out and calls for a medic because one of the bodies is still alive. He's not a body after all, mm-hmm. but a person. He has a body. Yeah. How do you say that? Um, He's not... He's not a body, and he's not nobody. He's our body. The he's our friend. Man. There you go. Uh, but he's not looking at all well. No, he looks I, pretty bad. I feel like if I landed at 300 miles an hour in a plane crash, I would have just been like, you can just, I can just die. That's okay. <laughs> Take me now. Take me now. I don't need to survive. Does he, does he make it? I don't think we does ever. Does anything happen with this guy? Um, I mean, they know we, that he's burned and stuff. Okay. I guess we might, yeah, we'll might. probably come back to him. They'll probably interview him. In the him. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. assuming. All right. Cool. Um, so at the Fulton County Airport, Skelly is waiting. At on, night. At, oh, sorry. At night. After dark. Skelly is waiting on the tarmac and it's dark, it's foggy and a little prop engine plane lands and does a cute little turnaround. That's exactly what I read. <laughs> nice. That's, that's the key information that you need. That it does a cute little turnaround. I mean, they're definitely showing off. Yeah. They didn't need to. It's, it's a maneuver. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. 
Um, and Sharon gets off, Max's sister, and she has brought with her every letter that Max ever wrote her because Skelly told her to bring just all of her Max stuff, I guess, so that they can try and figure out what's going on. And Skelly is like, Sharon, I feel like there's things you haven't told us about Max. Uh, the one surviving passenger has burns on him that you wouldn't see unless they were exposed to like a really high level of radiation, which seems bad. Mm-hmm. She's like, was your brother carrying plutonium on the plane? We need to find that out. And she kind of threatens Sharon a little bit if she withholds any information. She's like, there will be consequences mm-hmm. if you don't tell us what's mm-hmm. going on. I mean, they kind of do have to know what's going on. So that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Well, we go to the warehouse where they have set up all of the plane parts. Um, they're always doing this on shows, just setting up planes and warehouses. You know, <laughs> they probably do it in real life, right? I guess. I don't I know. Guess. Um, so they are walking around, um, examining all the bodies and everything. Um, so Mulder has discovered that he, he's pretty sure that Max was sitting in seat 13F, but the official name of the guy in that seat was Paul Gibney. And then Scully comes in with, yes, it looks like Paul Gibney was one of Max's aliases, which she figured out pretty, so she's been reading all these letters Mm -hmm. on the way from the tarmac. So she's a, she's a, what is it? Speed reader. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, isn't she just, yeah. Aren't they inside a hangar? At the airport. Oh, is it the same? Oh, that makes sense. At the same airport. I guess I don't know. But if it was, that, that means she just walked like 20 feet and had yeah. read all the letters already, which is impressive. She's fast. She's fast. Yeah. They're on. They, after the last episode, they learned how to actually be on task. They're not getting hypnotized anymore. What happened in the last episode? They had like 12 hours to figure everything out. Oh, that's right. That's right. like countdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, so Paul Gibney was one of, uh, Max's aliases, and he actually used another alias to get a job in Colorado at a plant that handles plutonium. And something that famously radiates radiation. Mm, I've heard that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so if Max was carrying plutonium, that might have explained all the radiation burns from everybody, and it might have caused the crash. Listen. Theoretically. Some some people take you know, pens and mm-hmm. pads of paper from work. Mm-hmm. Some people take plutonium. It's S- fine. Some people carry around plutonium to cope. Yeah. It's actually my emotional support plutonium. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Stop judging. Yeah. Please. He did not look emotionally supported by that plutonium, <laughs> though, to be honest. But maybe he would have been even worse without it. You oh, know, you never can tell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not really my business to mm-hmm. judge, is it? Uh, it was not very well... Uh, very well trained plutonium though no that plutonium was off the leash yeah for sure <laughs> that is true <laughs> but anyway so they also think that he might have been carrying plutonium because in his letters in january he started making vague references to a theft of some kind mm. um so then Mulder is he's still on the max was abducted uh plane train he's on that train automobile yes <laughs> My favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he thinks that Max was abducted in air and that the burns are likely the results of that abduction. My boy Max would never steal plutonium. He's a good kid. Also, I like the idea of, I don't know, like Scully's theory was that the plutonium somehow got out into the cabin. Like, what is the scenario there? He steals plutonium from mm-hmm. a workplace and then just like drops it like he would drop a water <laughs> bottle in a cabin. I, I mean... Know. 
Max, you know, well, lo- love him. He's not that stable. Sure. So. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know that I would trust him to carry around a thing of plutonium safely. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. No, you're right. You're I don't probably know. right. Mulder is also wandering around with a Geiger counter. Like, yeah. That was, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> sounded like a creaky door. That was also a creaky door. Wait, how do you do a Geiger counter? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the grudge lady. Um, <laughs> I guess. No. I guess. You know what a Geiger counter sounds like, I do, like, I people. do. I just don't know. I can... I don't think I can make the sound with my mouth. Yeah. But, no, I don't think I, don't I can know. either. That was humiliating. We are not sorry. fully artists I'm here. Sorry. Um, so, cool. yeah, I don't know. But then Scully kind of interrupts Mulder from, from all his theorizing. And she says that, you know, actually bad news, but they did find Max's body earlier today. And she just found out. And Mulder, he looks very shaken, but um, he says that's still no explanation for the crash. So... I don't know. We go to the Paradise Motel in Northville, New York, and it looks pretty crappy. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't look like paradise to me. Hey! Hey! Oh! That's funny. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So Sharon is there staying in Paradise. Yeah, what the heck? That was the only hotel that the boot crew could get for her? (laughs) I guess. I mean, that's the kind of motel that they would stay at. That's true. They've stayed at some pretty crappy motels. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, it's not like they're in, I mean, they're in like upstate New York. It's probably yeah. a, I don't know if, is Northville a real place? No idea. Yeah, I never know. Anyway, so Sharon is there. She is going through Max's letters um, when there is a rumbling and a crumbling and everything in the room starts shaking. There's bright white light. Oh my God. Not again. The mm-hmm. Fennig family curse. Sucks. Sucks. So there's like really severe wind that starts coming in through the door. Sharon freaks out. She stands up and we don't see what happens to her, but we fear the worst. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, in a room in the hangar or warehouse that has all of the body bags in it, Mulder does find Max's. He unzips the bag and it does indeed look like Max, which is a bummer. I don't like that. No, we just saw him again. (laughs) What the hell? He barely showed up. No, he's dead. I also don't believe that he died in that plane crash because they were like, yeah, we found him later near the plane site. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like a full body, whatever. (laughs) Um, And, you know, there's like other families that are viewing the bodies of their loved ones and and breaking down. So it's not a fun place in general. No. But we see that Max had Mulder's business card in his pockets. And Mulder looks big sad about this. I'm big sad about this. No. Who's coming to talk to him? I know. I also obviously like it's a business card where the information is printed on the back but it's kind of funny because we just see the front of it and it like literally just has Mulder's name on it. (laughs) It's like okay. But how do you contact him? Everyone knows Mulder's number. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he tells anyone. He tells anyone his email address and his phone number. Exactly. Um, but Mulder checks some of the other body bags as well. He's he's in investigating mode. What is he looking for? If they're wearing watches. Ah. And so he walks back over to Skelly and confirms the positive ID on Max. It does indeed look like our boy. And Skelly tells Mulder that they found, I don't know, like the black box or whatever. So they're going to tell the press that it was just a complete systems malfunction, I guess, which still isn't really an explanation because that's not a thing that should happen. And Mulder's not having it because it's not the truth. (laughs) Mm -mm. God dang it. No. And he's like, none of these bodies have wristwatches on and it's the 90s, so they would. Uh, They've all been stolen. 
And like, listen, I'm not accusing these specific men of covering evidence. I love the prof. He's tight. We shared a moment. So I don't think he's involved, but, um, you know, they have been trained to take evidence and figure out what happened in the past. And they're not able to do that right now because someone has stolen the past from them. Nine minutes of it, to be exact. That sucks. I know. I hate when people steal time from me. I'm like, give it back. Exactly. I'm using it. That's mine. Jesus. So (sighs) Mulder and Skelly need to go figure out what happened to those nine minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. So we go to the Von Driel Air Force Base. Uh, the Boo Crew arrive on the scene. They pull up in their Lariat rental car. Nice to represent. <laughs> yes. Um, and then <clears throat> a an officer comes out. His name is Officer Frisch, which is quite a name. Mm-hmm. I will say, when we were watching the first time, we, we were very harsh on Officer Frisch. I will say on the rewatch, he grew on me a okay. little bit. I don't know. I'm not sure if I trust him yet or not. Until yeah, I he see might the be bad. Part. Yeah. But I don't know. He seemed he seemed okay. We did have some mean comments about him and Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, we did. I will say <laughs> we did. He grew on me the second time. That's all. That's yeah. all I'll say. Same. Um. Anyway, so Officer Frisch comes out. Are we going to call him Frisch? Might as well. It's a silly enough yeah. name. All right, it works. So he says that the NTSB guys. What is that? What is NTSB anyway? National Transportation Safety Board, maybe something like sure, that. Sure. Why not? That sounds right. So he says that the NTSB guys have already come out and questioned him about what he saw. So he was like the air traffic controller that night. So he says that him and another officer, Gonzalez, were in the tower that night. Um, He says that they didn't contact Flight 549, but he did see the plane drop suddenly on radar. So then he called the plane. He got no response. And then as per regulations, they called ATC in Albany and, you know, that's all he knows. Nothing weird. Nothing to add. I don't know. So they thank him for his time and they walk out and leave. But they do comment that um, it's a little strange because at the hearing they were saying that there was no radar confirmation of the crash. So that's a little hmm. weird. But, you know, maybe they figured this out afterwards. Sure. Yeah. I think it's a cover up. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, and so they're like, whatever. Okay. Well, actually, it's kind of an awkward because, you know, Frisch is like, is there something else you're looking for? And Mulder just cryptically goes, yeah, about nine minutes and then wanders <laughs> off. He's always doing that. Which is classic. And Scully has to, like, apologize for him. She's like, we've, we've been traveling a lot. Sorry, dude. <laughs> um, but so they leave. Uh, and as they're getting into the rental car, they're like, you know, yeah, there's this inconsistency. But they drive off. And then Gonzalez, uh, I don't know if he's a private or whatever. The other soldier guy comes out and talks to Frisch. Soldier boy. Soldier boy. Soldier boy and Frisch talk. And Frisch confirms that he told the FBI, quote, what he was supposed to say. (gasps) Cover up. And Gonzalez seems nervous that someone is going to figure out what's going on. And we, you know, realize that both of them are covering up for something. Gonzalez doesn't want to lie. But Lewis gets, or sorry, Frisch. His first name is Lewis. I called him (laughs) Lewis in my notes. Frisch gets mad and he drives away in a stupid camouflage truck. <laughs> um, yeah, just blast an emo music because he's sad. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, for sure. Evanescence? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I don't know why he feels like an Evanescence kind of guy. He could, yeah. No. That was, that's what's in the CD player. Mm-hmm, for sure. 
Uh, we go back to the motel. Uh, Mulder and Scully arrive on the scene. The hotel manager is there freaking out and talking to a local cop. Um, she says that Mulder and Scully have to pay for the room that has been trashed. So Sharon's room <clears throat> is trashed. She's gone. The door is ripped off the hinge. Uh, there's papers everywhere. It looks pretty bad. Mulder is like, yep. Sharon was probably abducted. The Fennig family curse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, I've been the FFC. We've all talked I've about been it. Saying this, um, and then uh, the prof shows up on the scene. I don't know how I don't know he why he's there. <laughs> They're on the group chat together. Yeah, he, he and Mulder been texting. Yeah, for sure. So the prof shows up on the scene and he walks up to them and he says that he's found some evidence that may explain the cause of the crash, but he's not ready to make a public announcement yet because if he did, he would sound as crazy as Mulder. Nice. Um, and Mulder looks so into this. Yeah. He's like, now it's my birthday. You yeah. brought me a present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're trading some barbs too. I'm just saying I there was something between them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For sure. Canonical. Canonical something between them. (laughs) So Lewis says that he will show them what he found, but only in private. So (laughs) in a room with a door. (laughs) So they have to go back to, I don't know, probably Mulder's room, right? Probably. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And Mulder's like, hey, Skelly, can you find something else to do for 20 minutes? She's like, no, I want to hear this evidence. Not on my birthday. Damn it. It's still my birthday because we haven't gone to sleep yet. Yes. Uh, so they go to this other room, and the prof explains the evidence that he found to the boot crew. Uh, the fuselage on the plane had some, like, what would be caused by normal wear and tear, but it was a brand new plane, so that doesn't make any sense why it would have these, like, I don't know, fissures or whatever it was. And so he has no idea what caused that. But the door of the plane was pulled straight outward off of the plane's frame, not a traditional thing that happens nope. with a system failure and a plane falling from the sky. Uh, it, it could never happen in normal operation. Impossible. It, it did indeed happen. And they only knew to look for it because of Mulder. And then Aww. they smile and then they like blush and look away. Aww, and they <laughs> scrape your feet on the ground. Yeah. And, it's pretty cute. <laughs> um... We go back to the Air Force Base, uh, a less cute place. Sure. Sadly. Yeah. So Frisch shows up for the night shift or whatever in the tower, and Gonzalez is sitting there looking at the screen, and Frisch starts apologizing to him. He's like, sorry, I was so rude earlier. You know, I've been under a lot of stress. Gonzalez does not answer him, does not look at him or anything. So he goes a little closer and then he does see that Gonzalez has a gun in his lap and a bullet hole in his forehead. Yikes. Is that supposed to be self-inflicted or was he murdered? I was assuming he was murdered and they tried to sort of halfway make it look like it was self-inflicted. But you don't normally shoot yourself in the forehead. I don't know how you would even do that. Well, I assumed that he was murdered, but then the evil guys only show up after this. So then I was like... He probably killed himself. But it was, like, in the middle of his forehead. That's weird. Yeah, and how would you, like, keep the gun in your hand, and why would it stay in your hand if you did that? I don't know. I don't know if you had a... I feel it could happen. It's just, like, a weird place. It's weird with it. You don't turn it... Anyway. (laughs) But if... But then who killed him? Because it wasn't Mustache Guy, because they don't show up until after this. Maybe it was one of the aliens. (laughs) Maybe. There's all sorts of people here. Give an alien a gun. 
See what happens. It's like give a mouse a cookie. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So that's not good. He's dead. That's, yeah. That's bad. Pour one out. Um. So then Frisch turns around and does see some ominous cars driving down the lot right at him. So he knows he has to get out of there. Um, we cut downstairs. Mustache guy walks in. This guy sucks. Mm-hmm. I just went on the record. Yeah. Because of his his deeds later. Yeah, just we don't, we don't know record. yet. We, he could still just be bad at his job, but That's we will true. see later that he's a bad man. I'm just pre-mad. Yeah. Pre-mad. That's fair. Um, so they're they're looking all over the place trying to find Frisch, who has disappeared. And then we do see that Frisch is hiding on the roof. So he Gan- got away. Gandalf style. <laughs> I wrote. <laughs> yes. Um, so then we cut to Mulder in his motel room. Is, um, a, is the prof there? I was going to say, he seems to be alone. Maybe the shower is on <laughs> oh, the bathroom. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so Mulder is uh, post-coitally listening to this uh, mm-hmm. black box recording. Mm-hmm. In a full suit, obviously. <laughs> well. That's Mulder, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Scully did it, too, so. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. I mean. That's actually their style. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, he he hears something and he gets very excited and then he calls Scully and says that he's heard the voice of the air traffic controller before. And so she has to come over to the room. Scully sounds very tired. She's like, we've been up for 36 hours. I was busy partying because it was my birthday. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Mm -hmm. But Mulder says she has to come over and listen to this right away. So Scully does. She leaves her room. She's walking across the parking lot. When she is dragged into a dark corner with a hand over her mouth. I don't like that this keeps happening. It's so unnecessary. They, I know. They would not do this with Mulder is what I'm saying. Exactly. It is clearly sexism. Yes. Um, don't like it. No. Don't they would just have someone it. like call out from the shadows. Also, it, was to- it didn't even need to happen. No. It was like, he could have just been like, hey. Yeah. Like what? She's going to scream. I she's, know. She's not... She's not eight. I know. I don't know. As infuriated. Dumb. It's fine. Whatever. We can move on. It's a cheap thrill for the director to be like, ooh, is Scully in danger? Yeah. Bobby, Whatever. my eyes are on you. <laughs> um, But anyway, so it, it is Frisch. Mm-hmm. And he says that he's responsible and he caused a plane crash. And he's here to confess. Mm. After assaulting scully yeah what the hell <laughs> stop it there's stop l- it. there's no reason to do that you can't grab women like this not okay no but, but anyway we go back to the crash reconstruction warehouse place and the that's room. what it's called <laughs> i don't know what do you call it the hangar the sure um the i was trying to think of a quick pun and nothing came to mind so i'm gonna skate on over that <laughs> so the boo crew arrive and they greet the prof and they introduce him to frisch um, and it's kind of, I thought it was kind of funny because Skelly's like, this is Frisch. And then it like cuts to Mulder. Oh. <laughs> and then Frisch is behind him. But anyway, uh-huh. so they explain that Frisch was asked to lie. And I guess, I guess I'm not totally sure what happened. Did he pretend to be civilian air traffic control on the tape or something? Because like he was on the tape. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Yes. Gonzalez is dead. Frisch was ordered by his commanding officer to lie about what happened to the flight. And he did see a second aircraft on the flight, shadowing the other flight or something. They So know. they saw the plane okay. on the radar, the civilian plane on the radar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then on the radar, they saw a second aircraft enter the airspace, shadowing the plane for 15 minutes. There you go. And then there was an explosion and the civilian plane disappeared from the radar. So he assumed 
and he was reporting the location of the craft. So he assumes that the government shot down the civilian plane and it is his fault because he told him where it was. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I had to watch that like a couple times because okay. I wasn't sure what he was saying. But you yes, got it, you got it. That's what happened. Beautiful. Um and so yeah, so he he's feeling guilty because he thinks that the government shot down a civilian jet knowingly and willingly and um uh, the prof does not look too impressed with this. He's like, we have a responsibility to the truth. And Mulder gets, Mulder's like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. You know just what Ooh. to say, professor. Fans himself. Um, <laughs> and so the prof is like, we cannot testify without evidence. We can't just go off this random man's hearsay. And then Mulder comes up with this other theory, which is confusing to me, but he seems yeah. to think that there was a third stealth aircraft. He's just trying to, like, show off for the professor. Yeah, I don't I know. So he thinks there was a third aircraft that, that they didn't see on the radar because it was a stealth aircraft, and it it was shot down. Someone was shot down. Yeah. One of the two things shot... I don't... I didn't understand this part of it. No. I just wrote, what if there was a fourth plane? Winky face. As, like, my little addition to it. Like, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> okay. Um, it makes as much sense as this. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little confused about this. But it, the important part is there's a third plane that is unaccounted for. And there clearly is, because we see it. Yes. But I don't... Yeah. Whatever. Yes. I just don't know how Mulder came to this conclusion. He's just smart. <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, so the important part is that there is probably a second crash site out there and that second crash site holds the key to the cause of the crash. So they have to find it. Mm -hmm. And then Mulder also does say that Frisch's life is in danger because he knows about the second aircraft. So they have to keep him safe. And then the prof, he flips his hair, he turns around and he says, well, if there's a second crash site, we need to find it. Yeah, he's a, he's on board. And then we do the the yeah, yeah. thing from uh, <laughs> uh, CSI Miami. Yeah, yeah, he puts on sunglasses. <laughs> it's not a pun, but it could be. It is in his heart. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so the prof gets into one car, and the boo crew and Frisch get into the other, and the prof is off. Whatever, he's doing his own thing. But the Boo Crew and Frisch start driving on the tarmac, and then, uh-oh, there's some evil mystery cars that are heading toward them. So that's not good. So Mulder does some fancy maneuvering to drive away from them, and they get very close to crashing to a jet that is landing on the runway. But the Boo Crew have just enough time to drive yes. under it. I thought the episode was going to end there because yeah. i didn't know how much time was left so i thought we were at the end of the episode because they were like driving right at the plane and they're like we're not going to make it so i thought it was going to cut to yeah. black right then but there's like 10 minutes left yeah, so. it, it would have been a good cliffhanger but yeah. they're not cheap like that no they also are. they well yeah um they also were kind of also wearing out their budget on this this was like kind of a this is an exciting high-speed car chase right and like a yeah. plane landing over a car <laughs> i don't know if they like lot. actually did that or if they like spliced together I footage doubt but it. that's like a lot <laughs> i mean obviously not with the talent in it but no, i don't no. know anyway it was yeah it was pretty cool mm -hmm. and so since they just make it nice driving molder in your sedan from lariat <laughs> The people who are following them have to, like, careen off the side of the road or they will get hit by this commercial jet. We know where they weren't mm -hmm. renting their cars from. Yep. Maybe uh, an Enterprise car <laughs> won't get you under a jet. Yeah. But a Lariat. That's a, a different Lariat story. Will. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, so 
That's cool. It looks like they will live to see another day. Woo! Mean- or, or no, wait, who will? Um, uh, the Boo Crew. Okay, that's Woo. Yeah, that's Woo. I thought we were wooing. I don't care about these other. No, guys. the other people. Can these get enterprise fucked. scum. I hate. Actually, I, I'm an enterprise member. I think okay. I'm like the silver or something. What? Why? I don't know. Because I was renting cars for a while there. Oh, okay. To drive places, but All right. not anymore. I probably it's probably lapsed. I haven't rented yeah. a car in a while. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, meanwhile, the prof is alone, and he arrives at the first crash site. To He's take, here for the truth. To, to search out the truth. He's got to impress Mulder. Mm-hmm. And he just, he gets out of his car, he looks around, he sees a goddamn UFO. <laughs> it's just right there. Yeah. Like, if only Mulder and Skelly had come with them, they would have seen this dang UFO, too. Yeah. It's just like a giant triangle in the sky with yeah. a tracker beam yep, yep. staring down at everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My God. Mulder's going to be real mad that he missed this. Yeah. I mean, this might actually ruin their relationship, to be honest. Because <laughs> he's just going to be so jealous that he can't get over it. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah. my God. <laughs> I mean, anyway, um, but suddenly the UFO disappears and it's all dark and then blam, a super bright light suddenly appears right above no. the prof and it looks like maybe he's going to get taken away or killed or something, but wait, it's fine. It leaves. Mm-hmm. The light turns off and the UFO goes away and he only has a moment of of relief before he starts hearing a woman screaming and it's Sharon and she is screaming for help and it looks like the uh, UFO might have just dropped her off or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so Miller does go over and give her a little hug to calm her Ooh. down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the prof. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sorry. All right. Mm-hmm. She's safe. Hooray. I, I trust the prof. There's no way he's evil. No. I could believe Never. Frisch might be, but I'll be really sad if the prof is evil. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we'll see. Oh, no. Is he evil? I don't know. Mm. There's still a whole upset after this. Anything could happen. You're going to be so PO'd. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the airport. Um, Mulder runs up to a little prop plane, so Scully and Frisch are leaving. Um, there is, there's also a fourth guy in this plane, uh, the pilot, who's just kind of like... <laughs> In every shot, he's kind of hovering in the background, just trying to get into the shit. It's, I don't know. Yeah, he's, like, in between, like, the necks of Scully and Frisch. You can, like, sort of make out just his little, like, face peeking through. But instead, yeah, instead of just, like, you know, pretending like he was looking at his, whatever, pre-fight checklist or whatever, he's just kind of like, I- I'm I'm here, too. Look at, oh, oh, here I am. Hello. It's very funny. Love this guy. Anyway. Uh, so... They are going back to D.C., Scully and Frisch, um, but Mulder isn't going to come with them. He thinks that maybe the second crash site could be by this lake. I don't know. It was, like, on the flight path or something, right? Mm -hmm. So he's figured it out. He wants to check it out. So Scully is going to take Frisch back to D.C. to keep him safe and get him in whatever witness protection, while Mulder is going to go to the lake and find the second crash site. So we cut to Mulder. He is driving through the night. He shows up at the lake. Uh, He talks to a guy on the scene who looks very freaked out. He's like, are you with the search and rescue operation that's out there? And Mulder's like, what search and rescue operation? And so this guy tells Mulder that there's some sort of weird hovering lights out on the lake and then it disappears and then it reappears. So that's weird. Mm -hmm. Mulder's got to get on the lake and check it out with some 
specialized gear, oh, maybe. Oh, which we'll, we'll uh, talk about it. We'll get there. Oh, it's gonna this come. Is, up. I mean, that's I. I don't know about the rest of what's going on in this episode. I think this is the real reveal. I mean, <laughs> there's it's meaty. It's meaty once it we is. get to it. Yeah. Um. But we cut back to Skelly's apartment, and she lets Frisch wait in her living room while she goes to grab some things. I'm not really sure what she has to grab. It's not like she's going to witness protection, but... She's probably going to stay with him. Oh, uh, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, I guess she has to. They, I mean, they've learned. They can't <laughs> They true. can't leave this to somebody else. That's, she should do it herself. That is real. Good yeah. point. Okay, so she's grabbing some stuff so that she can stay with him, and he. she's explaining kind of what's going to happen. You know, she's going to talk to Skinner and talk about next steps if she can find him if she can get him away from that goddamn wall for once <laughs> he's still standing there um and they're gonna want to get frish into protective custody and they're gonna want to make sure he talks to the right people who are actually going to listen to him and frish is clearly really nervous about getting like prosecuted because he lied and skelly reassures frish that it wasn't his fault but he's still really upset about it and he's like i'm gonna have to live with all of this i'm troubled that's why I'm listening to Evanescence in my car. Yes, yes. And Skelly's like, no, no, no. We're going to do everything we can to, you know, get you to the right people who will do the right thing with the information you provide. And then Frisch does something very suspicious, which <sighs> is why I assume he might be evil, where he's like, can I... Suspicious or stupid. Or stupid. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. He's either evil or going to get killed. I don't know. But he asks if he can make a phone call to his girlfriend to let her know that he's okay. And Skelly's like, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> But you can't, don't tell her anything. Why would she let, come on, Scully should know better. I know, but But. she's got a soft heart. It's her birthday. She believes in love. It's, um, Libra, no, Pisces season. I forgot what she was. There you go, there you go. Thank you, Pisces season. Yeah, we don't talk as much about Pisces, Scully, but we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. Yeah. It's not as funny. (laughs) I'm not even sure Gemini's party that much. I'm not sure why we decided that. Because it's true and right. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's why. Obviously. Because <laughs> we see the truth. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we go back to the Great Sacandaga Lake. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so Mulder is cruising with the guy. Um, <clears throat> I don't know who this guy is. He's just <laughs> some dude. Does he just, like, work at the marina or something? I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's not important. So they're cruising out to the lake, and then they have to go beneath mm. the water to mm. check it out and there's only one thing you can do when you need to go beneath the water that's right you need some scuba gear <laughs> oh my god we got a scuba molder reveal yes talk about scuba bill sun four seasons in the making we've been waiting it's real it's true it only would have been funnier if he had mentioned that his dad taught him i was we would we would have had to turn the episode off yeah. <laughs> that would have been it I can't believe our nonsense came true. <sighs> it's like a convergent evolution or whatever, where it's like two mm-hmm. things evolve totally separately, but they look really similar. Okay. All right. Um, sure. And like our nonsense about Scuba Bill and the story just like coalescing in one scuba moment. I mean, this has to be fan service at, for us. At this point? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, mm-hmm. what else is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> He's wearing scuba gear for God's sake. Just it like is... his dad, Scuba Bill. Yeah, he does... The guy, I mean, well, this is fake because the guy does ask Mulder if he's certified. And Mulder says, not exactly. And he says his only experience is, you know, swimming at the Y as Mm. a kid, which we know is fake. I could believe that Bill didn't teach him because he went to the pool to be alone, right? 
Oh, that's true. It was a solitary activity. Yeah. So Mulder had to learn on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I would believe that. All right. Fair enough. But but he was drawn to swim at the pool because of his dad, because obviously yeah. he's the only kid who ever wanted to swim. Yeah. That's just... <laughs> and it's because his dad spent all of his time mm-hmm. in a pool. Mm-hmm. Right. Canonically. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, it's good to see it actually happen. It's kind of like... I mean, I know there's more of the episode, but that doesn't matter. It's like a culmination of these years. I mean, even before we had met Bill, yeah. we knew that he was Scuba Bill. Yes, we could we could see. We yeah. knew. Yeah. And so it's really sure. amazing to see that storyline mm-hmm. kind of come full circle. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested that the show keeps going. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why we should care about anything else, frankly. No. This seems um, like kind of it. It's kind of the moment. So did Mulder, is it like... Uh, I don't know. It's like in his blood then? Did yeah. he just like learn through, yeah, from being his father's son? Okay. Yeah, okay. genetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how scuba works usually, so. <laughs> well, when you're part of the Mulder family. Yeah. yeah. Is Mulder going to like die of, what, what is that thing? Um, the bends? Yeah. Yeah. Is he going to die? Because he um, has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> I don't think, it's a lake, so <laughs> no. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> if this was the ocean, yeah. that's a different story. That's fair. The Benz used to freak me out so much when I was a kid. I was like, this is, it's like up there with, you know, um, uh, with, with like a sinkholes and like, <laughs> you know, getting set on fire and stuff like things that you thought were going to be a problem for you. I definitely, yeah. I was afraid of the Benz. I mean, you never know when you're going to have to surprise Koopa. <laughs> that was so true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happened to Mulder. He didn't know. He didn't wake up this morning thinking I'm going to go out and scuba in a lake looking for an alien crash site. Well, maybe he did. Well, he might actually, like, pray but. every night before he goes to bed that he gets to do that. He knew that he was going to look for an alien crash site, maybe, but not necessarily scooping. Yeah. So, the scoop it can catch exciting. you unawares. That is so true. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You gotta you gotta keep a, your head on a swivel in case something happens Always. similar to you. A, a swivel... That's nothing. I was, I was trying to connect, like, the snorkel oh, and the yeah. swivel, yeah, and yeah, yeah. there's nothing there. There's nothing scuba there. Scuba stands for... Swivel can swivel can understand understand both my dad no <laughs> and anchovies yep that's so it. um so that's cool so that's the end of the episode yeah um, I know. what what do you think <laughs> five stars out of five mm-hmm. just for just for the the reveal the plot yeah. twist yeah or I guess it's not a plot twist because we knew it was going to happen the but we didn't know it was ha- they didn't. It was still a surprise somehow, yeah. which was impressive because it was mm-hmm. like it felt both inevitable and surprising. Sure, which sure, is sure. a really impressive balance that yeah. you can't always get. It's you know? true. <laughs> I was proud of them. It's true. Um, all right. Well, end of the episode. So next week no. uh, we'll be doing another one, but it's not about scubing, so we don't care. So yeah. that's it. That's Goodbye. actually a podcast done. <laughs> that's it. All right. Bye. No. No. <laughs> Let's go back to the bar where All Scully right. and Mulder had the birthday bash. <clears throat> it's last call, so it must be like 2 a.m. or something. Has mm-hmm. Scully slept nope. at all? <laughs> no way. Grim. Um, so she is bringing Frisch here to meet with the federal marshal, and she goes to get Frisch a drink to kind of chill him out because he is stressed. Pendrel is oh, here no. at the bar, very drunk, and he's got a gift for Scully, although I don't think he ever actually gets a chance to give it to her no he's very excited about her birthday yeah he didn't forget no he asks if he can buy her a drink and she says i'm with somebody 
um, you know, not given all the details, obviously, because yeah. it's a very classified thing. And poor Pendril does see a tall soldier sitting at a <laughs> yeah. table, and he's like, oh, I'm dumb and ugly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. Well, he does say, he asks if he can buy her a drink, and mm. then she says she's with Frisch, and then he says, that's fine, I can buy him a drink, too. So is this yeah. confirmed bisexual Pendril? Oh, oh. C- can yeah. I? Yeah. Wait, I think I'm you're just, right. I think it's confirmed, right? Yeah. I was taking it as like he's a, not a sore loser, but I like that a lot better. He's confirmed bisexual. Nice. Nice. I yep. mean, it was just Bisexual Awareness Day just the other day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You Here know, and this feels right because he is immediately killed. I was going to say, but <laughs> if that's true, that is very, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> problematic. Feels right. <laughs> okay. So, um... She, she's like, fine, whatever. Thanks, Pendril. And then as she's walking back to Frisch, Pendril we, says... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> this, this is cute. We can't, we can't cut over this. As she's walking away, Pendril t- tells the bartender, send me off with a couple birthday girl drinks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Pendril. Oh. He's trying. <sighs> very hard. I know. Um, so Skelly goes back to the table. Frisch is still very nervous. And then Skelly does notice that the mustachioed man is arriving so that's bad they make eye contact and skelly's like no 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 one with this mustache is good <laughs> news and so she's like get down everybody he probably pulls his gun out first i, I think know. He's, <laughs> she, <laughs> she sees a man with a mustache she's like not on my day <laughs> she shoots this is pisces season bitch <laughs> she like annihilates him yeah um which is kind of weird but whatever yeah i, like I don't it. know what that's all about but, but pisces for you i guess uh, <laughs> famously violent pisces yeah um so she yells like get down to everyone and this is like the second time in as many weeks that she's pulling a gun out um, oh, yeah. in a crowd. True. But the mustachioed man shoots and he does hit Pendril. No. Is- Who's walking over the birthday girl drinks? I know. He wouldn't even have been walking over if it wasn't for his love of Scully. <sighs> you hate Aww. to see it. And Scully shoots the mustachioed man back while all the other bar patrons scream and run away, which is fair. And then she immediately turns her attention to Pendril, but he does not look well. Oh. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't either. Pendrell, my boy. Sad. And problematic. Yes. Because this is burying your gaze. He's the first gay character we've had, <laughs> canonically. Well, um, I mean. Well, actually, didn't we decide that Max was, too? Oh, maybe. So this is too... I mean, I guess to be is... fair, we... All well, the characters yeah, in yeah, our, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in our version of events well. are... Are part of the LGBTQ community. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Least. Yeah. Have we agreed on anyone being straight? <laughs> um, mm. uh, no. I was going to say Scully's mom is probably straight, but we decided that her and Tina should get married. Yeah. So. Um, no. There's, I mean, they're out there. They're, I've heard... <laughs> I've, I've heard tell. I've never met one, sure. but I've heard that there are straight people they exist in the world. Um, I can't think of one. Hmm. Bill, wait, no, Bill Jr. Oh, wait. Sorry, there's so many. There's so many bills. I mean, Scully's brother. Yes, yes, yeah, no, yeah. one. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and he's the only one actually. Yeah, we don't need to claim him. <laughs> he can, he can be straight. Sure. Um. Okay, so that's sad. R.I.P. by Pendril. Oh. Probably. 
by Pendrel. <gasps> bye bye Pendrel. Bye bye Pendrel. Exactly. Wait, okay, that's a free graphic someone can make by <laughs> BYE by BI Pendrel. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> um, but then it felt kind of weird actually that they didn't end the episode here because we have like another. Yeah. I thought they would like end There's it, so but... many like. Yeah, there are. The plane. There's Pendrel dying. There's an alien. I don't know. Hey, we don't know he's dead. That's true. But. Sorry. It's not looking good, admittedly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so then we do get one more thing. So we go to Mulder scubaing underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, he does indeed find what looks like a crashed aircraft of some kind, and it looks weird, almost alien. Mm-hmm. And then he looks through the crash, and then he does find what looks like an alien body, and then a very bright light comes right at him. Fiend. Or not fiend. To be continued. Yeah. Well, that's there's a lot of cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. What the heck? It's like it's a two-parter or Ugh. something. <laughs> I can't handle this shit. I don't know. All right. Well. Well. <sighs> Whew. So much. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to who? The crew? Who is this crew? Uh, so Tempest Fugit. In case you didn't know, is Latin for time flies. When you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I learned is something that they sometimes write on wristwatches. Is that a thing? Oh, I guess that would make sense. That's what Google told me. I don't know if it's true. Sure. I, <laughs> I don't know. People technically still have wristwatches, but not as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, I've got one. I'm not wearing it right now. Okay. I'm in the household. I had one, but I bought it from Target, and then I oh, got and a then really it bad rash. You. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't care enough to get a fancy watch. Yeah. So I like wearing a watch. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's kind of convenient because you can like subtly look at the time. It's pretty obvious if you pull out your no. phone and stare at it. <laughs> well, so yeah. you can't really like subtly look at the time then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my watch has the date, too. Ooh. So it's very exciting. Little Miss Fancy Pants over Little, here. Little, that's me. Wow. That's what they call me. <laughs> anyway. Um, so. The, sorry, does it say Tempest Fugit on it? It probably doesn't. Well. I mean, it costs um, like $30, so I doubt it. Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's gone. Oh, no, she's gone. Vroom. Oh. Why does her car sound like that? <laughs> I don't know oh, what no. that. That sounded like it was taking yeah. off. <laughs> well, get, take like your plane. Take your personal plane and get out of here. I will. Wait. I will. Oh, yeah, I'm far away. Yeah, I'm far away. Yeah, that's funny. <clears throat> anyway, uh, a lot of foley in this episode yeah. from us. Yeah. Not good foley. Well, that's debatable. When are we getting Dave Foley on the podcast? He hasn't offered yet, but we can keep asking. <laughs> We're hoping. Yeah. Anyway, so this plane, so in, oh God, I didn't write it, what was the episode? Teleco, sure. where they had the plane set, and I said yes. that, so this was, they built the plane set for this episode, but they used it in Teleco, so. Yeah. A lot of nonsense happening on planes in the X-Files. Is that true? This one, Teleco. <laughs> That's it. A lot of nonsense. The, not, the bullshit never ends. On planes. <laughs> you might as well call it the plane files. Might as well. Oh, God, tell me about it. <laughs> so, um, during the production of the third season, so our man Dave Gautier, the uh, special effects supervisor, so he constructed a 
elaborate mock-up of a Boeing 737 plane in order to simulate a crash. I don't know for what episode in season three. I don't remember. It, it doesn't feel like say. they're... I, I joke as a silly goof, but it feels like there have been other planes, right? There must have been. I just... It's not coming to me offhand. Yeah. But anyway, so he did that during the third season, and then it was apparently very, very impressive. So um, Chris Carter was like, we got to we gotta have a whole set piece on a plane. We'll do it in the fourth season. It'll be exciting. Where do you keep a plane, you know? In a warehouse, as we learned in this oh, episode. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably just stored it at a... Oh, God. What's his name? Our main man. Toby Lindala's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. I assume he just has, like... A- room for that his house is like a one-room shed but that he has like oh. a giant hanger for all of his stuff i was kind of imagining like you know the guillermo del toro house yeah i was kind of imagining that vibe just like full oh, of evil yeah. stuff oh i hope so yeah, yeah. that'd be cool mm-hmm. what if they're roommates <laughs> uh toby lindall and guillermo you know actually yeah yeah, yeah. come on yep yep Yep. What if, okay, what if they, Toby Ladala and Guillermo del Toro, uh, like, live in the same giant house, but it's, like, so big, and they're both so, you know, eclectic and odd mm-hmm. that they don't know that they live, you know, they, like, keep building up, and so, like, they think that somebody's in their house. Oh, my God. But it's it's like, um... Over the garden wall. Yep. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. That feels right. And they I, would both be into it. They would. If they thought there was someone haunting their house. Exactly. I mean, it's like a win-win. Yeah. 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 Hmm. That really happened. I think so. Yep. Okay. <laughs> really cool. So, um, Scott Bellis, who played Max, so he apparently, he auditioned for a lot of other roles on the show in the interim, but they never gave him the role because they figured that Max was too recognizable oh, fair enough. so um you know we can have ellen bledsoe on the show 800 times but people will probably recognize max are you telling me people don't recognize ellen bledsoe get out of here with that unfortunately i think that we are the only people to recognize her i she's a genius she is her. she is a genius and she is the star of the show she's very dead <laughs> her classic line she was talking about max oh she could have been. Mm-hmm. She could have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but so, and then I think they were always planning on bringing him back. So they're like, nope, sorry. Poor guy. Yeah. He just wanted to work. Yeah. And that's the only, that's the only place he could get a job. They it would not. The only show on television in the exactly. 90s. I mean, it kind of feels that way. It's, it's not true. Seinfeld and X-Files. That's only it. shows. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. So then, um, this isn't a David Duchovny dating story, but it is a... a so Scott Bellis, um, so he met David Duchovny at a gym several times, and they were chatting, and he learned from David Duchovny that they were thinking about bringing his character back, I guess. All right. So it's not quite... We need, like, a, you know... David's social circle. David's social... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like calling him just David. It feels too close. I don't know him that well. Yeah. Mr. Mr. David. No. Mr. Duchovny. Social circle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, DDs. Yeah. DDSC. No. I hate that. <laughs> I hate All right. it so bad. All right. Fine. <clears throat> um, we can blame Frank Spotnitz for deciding to kill off Max in the cold open. Mm. It, was his, it was his idea. What a jerk. I know. He just hates 
Max. So we didn't get like a lot of work from this show when they <laughs> no. brought it back. I mean, well, there's a part two, so we'll see. Sure, sure. There's a part two. Um, so the yeah, the giant plane rig was quite a quite an undertaking. They had like 400 gallons of hydraulic fluid to mimic the plane's movement and the turbulence. The whole set could rotate like 22 degrees each way. Oh, so they actually did, they didn't it do was... a Star Trek thing of making <laughs> the actors throw themselves around. No, it was real. Yeah, oh, they cool. shook the whole set. All right. Um, <clears throat> and then they could like open up the plane at every six feet to put the cameras inside so it was like it was like a whole thing it was very cool i hope they kept the set for other stuff um like even if the x-files didn't use it i hope fox kept it probably Hmm. i don't know um yeah they this is why they had that show the next year called (laughs) plane time plane time (laughs) yeah fox was fox was not happy with them for this because they did exceed their budget by quite a bit bet they did (laughs) yeah they did um, they also, so the show's producers also, they wanted the, like, the plane crash and all of that to be as authentic as possible, so they actually, um, got, like, NTSB consultants on the show, and, um, the NTSB guys said that the site was authentic in every way, except for the smell. Uh. I don't know if those smelled better or worse. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't come across on the film, <clears throat> so I guess it doesn't no. matter. Um... And then the crew did win an Emmy for sound mixing for this episode. Nice. Good for them. I think they were nominated for sound editing, but they didn't win. But they did win for mixing. <laughs> well, they did good work. Good for them. Hmm. Well, is that all? Yes. Shall we move on to Blazer Watch? The yes. segment where we talk about the Blazers? <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Max. <clears throat> He's got messy orange curls. He's got yes. a beard. He's got very circular glasses. Mm-hmm. He's got a plaid shirt. Yes. He's got two studs in his ear. Yes. Love it. Love it. He's got a look. I think we were talking about, you know, like every woman in the 90s looks like a lesbian. Mm. Does Max count as an honorary lesbian? Because he kind of dresses the same way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess grunge is just lesbian culture. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Mm. Um, he's, he's not one of the only straight people on the show let's just say that <laughs> yes 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 he, he's no bill scully. he's no bill jr you have to i'm oh, sorry bill jr bill jr scully, bill scully. <laughs> wait do you say bill, bill scully jr bill scully jr although bill jr scully is much funnier <laughs> like bill jr yeah yeah that's okay. it yeah, i don't that's think i'll tell you would actually say it but i like it well it's just weird because yeah bill scully jr i guess yeah. it just sounds weird but i feel like you would never say that right wouldn't you say william scully jr if you said like the full name i guess mm. i don't know it doesn't matter. Yeah. But we're going to have to figure it out when we're talking about all these Williams. Why are there so many Williams? I don't know. It's absurd. It's very funny. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, I don't know. Scully is wearing a very nice red suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down that Frisch had very soulful eyes. Aw. I think I guess that's he why I came on around you. on him. Yeah, he did grow on you. I don't know. It was just when he was talking about how sad he was about... Yeah. The plane crashing. I'm like, oh, all right. He's got fine, feelings. Fine. Uh, the mustachioed man has a great <laughs> vibe. We don't see much of him, and he does shoot Pendril, so I guess he's canceled. But he looks like, I don't know, like a corrupt sheriff in a western. Ooh, yeah, for sure. Or something. He's got, like, really dark brown hair, kind of like the 70s style. It's a little bit longer. He's got this big mustache. He has a very thin and lined face. He's rangy. Yeah. 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 He's great. 
I loved him. Wanna, I want to learn more about him, although he got shot too, so I don't yeah. know if he will. <laughs> we'll see. Um, one of the people on the plane, as we were panning by outside, I thought looked just like uh, Murray from Flight of the Concords. Murray. And I was just like a guy with reddish hair and a big beard, and I don't know. I was nice. feeling it. Does Murray have a big beard? <laughs> no, he has like... Oh, this uh, is like Murray in witness protection. Yeah, I guess. But otherwise, he looked like him. Nice. Yeah. Calm down, Jermaine. Exactly. Um, I just really liked the prof's face. I don't know why. Something about his face just really appealed to me. Clearly, you're all on board. I mean, I like the prof, but you're, I feel like, on another I'm a, level. I'm a prof fan. Yeah, he's yeah. my new favorite character. I don't know. I hope he's not evil. He's, like, bald. He's got big ears that stick out. He's got a great chin. I like his chin. I don't know. It's, like, yeah. not a big chin. It's like kind of a weak chin. I really like mm-hmm. it. I don't know. We all love a weak chin. <laughs> I just love this man. I have no idea why. I just really like his vibes. I like his right. voice. Yeah, yeah. Do I have a crush on this old man? Maybe. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I might be projecting Mulder's interest. Sure. Yeah, of course. Hmm. Um, I mean, he was cool. I liked him. Yeah. yeah. That's all I have. Any, anyone else? Um, the bartender. Oh, Yes. He's got. He, I liked him. Yeah, he's got a ponytail. He's got a big beard. He's burly. He's just got good vibes. He looks like he plays like stand-up bass in a local bluegrass band. Mm, yes. Right. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah. He looks like the kind of guy that can pull off suspenders. Yeah, and it feels right. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Well, that's all I've got to you. So let's move on to FBI Do, the segment where we talk about the development of the romantic relationship between the Boo crew. We do this on a doomsday clock scale where 10 minutes to midnight is far from love and zero minutes to midnight is right in that atomic plutonium blast zone of love. And we like to give examples from the episode at hand to make sense of that scale. So who would we say is 10 minutes to midnight, which is far from love? Uh, Frank, Spotnitz, and Max, I guess. Yeah, what the heck? He just hates Max. Oh my god. It's not okay. The, uh, the hotel manager and Sharon, Max's sister. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not feeling it. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Who do we say is zero minutes to midnight in this episode? I think the answer is clear. It's Mulder and the prof. <laughs> come yeah. On, come on. Yeah. They're smiling at each other. It, they, he's... He's got, like, the Scully vibes, basically, mm-hmm. of, like, you know, he doesn't just believe Mulder offhand. Sure. But... He asked him... He makes Mulder work for it. Yeah. yeah. But but he's willing to listen eventually. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. he's seen a UFO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess he's going to be a convert. He's doing this Scully speed run. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. She, she's going to be the mad one. I mean, Mulder will be mad, but Scully's yeah. going to be like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. You're, like, stealing my role. Exactly. Mm. Um, I also have the possibility of uh, Scully, Pendrel, and Frisch. Nice. I'm just saying they can, they can make it work. It could happen. Why not? Mulder's got his thing going on. Scully can mm-hmm. get her thing going on. Mm-hmm. I love it. And Pendrel's place would be safe, right? They would have no reason to look for Frisch there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Exactly. I don't know. I'm just saying it would solve every problem. Every single problem in the show. <laughs> I mean, it's all resolved at that point because you've got the scuba stuff and you've got the love <laughs> triangles resolved. Yep. So the famous Absolutely. love triangle of Scully, Frisch, and Pendrel. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, uh, well, I also have 
a zero Mulder in being scuba certified. Oh, yeah. That's important. We, ha- oh, we can't forget that. Yeah. Any Mulder in scubas, you know, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. going to love it. Yeah. Uh, where would we put the Boo Crew on this scale? Um, I mean, it's like sort of a moon episode, but there was the first scene. Yeah, I feel like so. the first scene was was good. It was good. So I gave him like a four. Okay. I said five, but okay. I could be convinced by a four. They were definitely like, you it was know. sweet. Skelly was spending her birthday with him. Yeah. There were there was some gazing. There was. He got her a present. He yeah. like was playfully messing with her with the waiter mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. She was having a good time. She was pretending to not have a good time. It was cute. Yes. It was a good scene. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. But then he did ruin her birthday after that. <laughs> Quite spectacularly. But in his defense, he didn't want to. Sharon kind of caused it. True, this. yeah. yeah. So he did not. Mac- Max and Sharon teamed up to ruin her birthday and <laughs> by giving Mulder some catnip that he couldn't resist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. And oh my goodness. Is that a monster truck coming? Why? It must be. Oh, it's a cute little monster truck. <laughs> I don't know what that that was. must be a cute little monster of the week. <laughs> Who would we say is this week's monster? Um, air traffic controllers? That's what I wrote. <laughs> I was like really panicking because I wasn't like coming up with anything and I was like, I don't know, ATC, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad we both landed on that. Yeah, so that's that's terrible. Yeah. Do, do your job. Come, Come on. on. Come on. Um, also, I guess Spotnitz for killing off my boy Max yeah, and Pendrel, who we don't know is dead yet, but we'll, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I guess we could blame, could we blame Reagan for the air traffic controllers not being good? <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. we can. Okay. It's all Reagan's fault. <laughs> well, because of the union and everything. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So he's the monster. Reagan. Right. Reagan could be the monster of every week. Though, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Spotnitz. Okay. That all seems... That all seems right. Yeah. Okay. Um, shall we move on to our favorite scene or moment from this little episodio? Yes. All right. I would love to. Would you love to share your favorite scene or moment from this little episodio? <laughs> yes. Repeat yes. the exact same phrase. Um, I quite enjoyed just the... It's just like a... I guess it's just a moment. I just like the aerial shot of the plane crash site um it was very mm-hmm. uh cinematic it was cool they really good set piece it was fun i like all the people in hazmat suits going around and you know it was just a good good scene so i like that yeah nice um i i just like any any scene with the prof man <laughs> i love that guy oh boy favorite. This is my new favorite. I'm going to get a poster of this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like looking up the actor. I was like, do I know him from something? Is that why I'm like putting all of these positive feelings on him? But I didn't even know anything else that he was in. Yeah. It's just like a dude who's an extra in shows sometimes. Yeah. Not an extra, but you know what I mean. He's out there with his weak chin doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I love it. His big ears. I don't know. I love him so much. Um, it's funny scene he's in. And the birthday scene is cute. I'll yeah. say it. It's cute. You'll go out on this limb and you'll say it. I'm willing to admit that I thought it was cute. Wow. Bold. Thank you. Brave. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, let's let's wrap it up. Let's rate this dang episode. We do this on a scale of zero to five alien head emojis. What are we giving Tempest Fugit? Uh, I'm waffling between a three and a half and a four. I gave it a four if that helps. It's a, uh, well, I don't know. Oh, sorry. 
We'll see. We'll see where I talk myself into as I speak. Okay, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Uh, you know, it was a good time. Had a fun time. Uh, it was a good conspiracy story. I love a good evil plane crash. I feel like that's uh, ripe for a good tale. A good spooky tale. Spin, spin a yarn, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, lost yellow jackets. Others probably cast away. Castaway. Um, there's like a podcast called Passenger List. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. Uh, there's there's probably more, but Titanic <laughs> 2001. That's a movie I just invented. Where it was, <laughs> it's Titanic, but it takes place in 2001, and it's a plane instead of a boat. <laughs> I mean, that's... 2001 was not a good poll. I should not have said that year for a plane related oh, yeah. film. I did not mean it that <laughs> way. Not. I was thinking of like, you know. Okay. Um, it sounds like a movie that would come out in 2001. Yeah. I was thinking uh, of the space, you know, space. What's, oh yeah. my God. What? What is that movie called? 2001 Space Odyssey. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That actually sounds like a, yeah, like when they were making all those steampunk movies, mm-hmm. like steampunk, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> whatever. Titanic, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. There has to, wait a minute. <laughs> that has to exist, Maybe. right? I don't know. Probably. Steampunk Titanic. There's no way that doesn't exist. <laughs> if it doesn't, I know what we're doing for our next project. Forget this podcast. Now that it's done, now that we've got the Is Mulder Scuba Is still review. a thing? Um, I feel like I Is haven't it, heard. It was big a couple years ago. Yeah, I feel like I haven't heard about it in like 10 years. I don't know. Played itself out. Um, nothing is actually coming up particularly. Well, so uh, TM TM TM. <laughs> this is my idea. <laughs> You're gonna make millions of dollars. Yep. Okay. Oh um, yeah. All right. So yeah. So mm-hmm. love a good plane crash. That's fun. It was very. <laughs> it was very well. That's <laughs> for a story. That I'm taking I that out of context. Plane crash. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. It was very exciting. Yeah, the, the scope felt very big. It did feel very cinematic, like I've already said. It was fun to see Max again, but it was, it was too short. Uh, you know, I wanted more no, of him. like 5'10 or something, probably. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. There's a part two, so maybe we'll see more. I assume we'll see more of him. I don't know. I've never seen the show before. Sure. Um, but, you know, it was fun to see him. I missed him. I want to know what he was up to in the last four years. Oh, season one. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's been, been a, a while. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Scully's birthday was cute. It's a fun time. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a four. Four alien head emojis. Nice. Nice. I gave it a two because I hated it. No, I'm just kidding. You would say that no. to Professor Weak Chin? I would not. <laughs> it's not like a particularly weak chin. I don't know why I liked it. I don't know. Something about him just appeals to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I give it a 5,000 because the professor is in this episode. Oh, yeah. But my actual rating is a four alien head emojis. Uh, agreed. If the last episode, Unrequited, felt like a bad attempt at a 90s thriller where we're like on the clock, there's patriotism, there's mm-hmm. the army or whatever, <laughs> and it was bad. This feels like you said very cinematic and kind of like a '90s thriller, but in a good way, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, there's a plane crash, there's all these big set pieces, there's a lot at stake because 135 people died, um, and we didn't even really get time to like delve into how big of a deal that would be. Yeah. I mean, planes don't typically crash, so it is pretty big news when they do happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
there's obviously repercussions from that. Uh, it's, of course, a Breaking Bad reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vin- Vince is always out there um, anytime there's a plane crash. Finger on the pulse. <laughs> I-, I think Walter White caused this one, too, actually. Probably. Somehow. Um, but, yeah, it was it was good. The, the birthday scene, I feel like, was effective. Character building um, is cute. It We got a lot out of it, um, mm-hmm. out of a short scene. Um, Max, you know, you know, I love him. Come on, yeah. come on. We miss him. We love him. I don't really remember what he did or why I loved him in the last <laughs> He's one. Just kind of a delightful little guy. I'm just like a little weirdo, a yeah. little freak. Uh, you know, love, love that mustachioed man. I feel like it's just like the the side characters were very good in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. The mustachioed man was great. What episode was it recently where all the secondary characters sucked and we hated them all <laughs> yeah that did happen i don't remember oh it was wasn't it heron folk me no no no. it was no it was the one with oh god with with the uh, the russian assassin guy um, what episode is that that was terma sh- is terma yeah we hated all the yeah because the stupid was like dr bad vibes yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah. So it's the opposite of and, that. and his other, his, like, not cellmate, but cell neighbor. Wall guy. Yeah, wall guy. <laughs> Sucks. Hate that guy. <laughs> Loved him. He's my favorite. Loved his hair. Um, yeah, so we just, we got a better cast of characters this time. Yes. Let's just say that. I loved everyone. Even the boat guy at the end. I don't know. He was, like, weird and out of yeah. nowhere. I liked him. I don't know why he was, like, hanging out. Why um, not? Taking Mulder scuba diving. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Obviously, oh, we the have to scuba give it, reveal. Yeah, wait a minute. We have to give it like 5,000 stars just yeah. for that. The scuba reveal. Um, I like the Skinner. We would just cut to Skinner every 10 minutes <laughs> during the wall while patriotic music played, which really happened for sure. What if, like, the, they started playing the credits or whatever, and we get, like, the snare drum and the burp, 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 and then, like, fades into Skinner standing at the wall like an after credits scene. <laughs> Great. Avengers Assemble. Exactly. <laughs> Skinner will return. In- <laughs> that would be so funny if every single episode that had Skinner ended with like an after credit scene of like Skinner will return in <laughs> episode 25. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what it's like when we were watching the show? Because we we're just yeah. counting the minutes until Skinner comes back. Kind of. Yeah. I love Skinner. I don't know. Yeah. He's great. Um... So yeah, four out of five. Okay. <laughs> Liked it. Excellent. Hmm. All right. Well, next week we will be continuing this tale of woe in season four, episode 18, Max. <gasps> so we're probably going to find out more mm. about what Max was up to, I'm guessing. Mm. So we will see flashbacks, at least, I assume. Probably. Or fucking better. Oh, fucking God. God damn it. We'll find out. That's exciting. Next week. I love me. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you have thoughts, feelings, want to talk about how much I you love to the prof. I have feelings. You just shared yours. Oh, okay. Don't email us about them. <laughs> what if I have more thoughts that I didn't share this time? I guess you can email the email, but okay. you check it, so yeah. it'll be pretty <laughs> just circular. Just emailing myself. It's like in Slack when it's like you can DM yourself and it's mm. like, oh, it, this is lonely. You're the only one here. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yep. It's like that. Um, if Ella or anyone else wants to send us an email, you can do so at skellynationpod at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at skellynationpod. And our intro and outro music was by Groovemaster Putts, and you can get more of their music on Bandcamp. 
Also, if you are enjoying the show, please consider giving us a rating and a review on your pod catcher of choice and tell your friends, your family, and the gunman who is ruining your birthday celebration by murdering the guy that has a crush on you about the podcast. It's so annoying because you know she's going to have to be like, it's okay, Pendrel, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's going to have to, like, hold him. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, I'm just God. saying, did he get shot on purpose so that he could get a oh. Scully smooch? <gasps> Maybe. Wait a minute. Wait, I didn't even cahoots with the mustachioed man. I didn't wait, even consider that. Go back, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> okay, we're back in talking about the episode. Did Pendrel fake this? Wait. Oh, my. What if he... Now that you're saying it... It's all checking out, right? I'm just... Hmm. Pendrel, I've got my eye on you. Wait, but then does he feel bad because, like, he had obviously planned that beforehand because the guy yeah. showed up, but then he, like, got his shot at a threesome. <gasps> and so he was like, I should I should yeah. tell him to not show up because I, I actually got it. Yeah. But then. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I can't believe as he's, like, dying in her arms, Skelly's going to be like, I was going to have sex with both you and Frisch <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Oh. oh no so did he yeah maybe the guy he was just showing up just to like shoot him in the shoulder just to wound him mm-hmm. but then he got really pissed off and yeah. so he actually <laughs> killed him <laughs> maybe i mean it all checks out doesn't it now that you say it, it all makes a lot it of sense. really does feel right mm-hmm. yeah yeah classic tendril <laughs> classic puppy dog tendril always setting up assassination attempts yeah, to get yeah. laid <laughs> Listen, you know, it's tough out there. You got you got to do what you got to do. Didn't, he didn't even have the apps. Uh, he didn't even have the exactly. apps back then. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, okay. Um, I've been your host, Amanda. And I have been Ella. And remember, trust nobody except for us, of course. Can't even trust Pendrel. No. Nope. <laughs> mm.